Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Live Sunday nights. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find a link to podcasts of all our episodes there. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. When Mark Meadows took control of the Trump White House in March of 2020, the nation was, frankly, it was in turmoil A deadly coronavirus had arrived from Wuhan, China, and brought the rhythm of daily life under President Trump, defined by a storing stock market, sinking unemployment rates, and a renewed sense of pride in America, to a grinding halt. Our streets were empty, hospitals were full, millions of Americans were scared, lonely, and unemployed, all while the global economy teetered on the edge of collapse. One wrong move by President Trump and his team could have ushered in years or rather decades of irreparable harm, sort of like what we're seeing now with with President Biden, frankly. Mark Meadows served as the chief of staff to President Donald Trump from March of 2020 to January 2021. Prior to that, he represented North Carolina's 11th congressional district from 2013 to 2020. In 2016, he was elected chairman of the Freedom Caucus, the former White House Chief of Staff has a new book out called The Chief's Chief, and we're thrilled to have the author, Mark Meadows, joining us now. Congressman, thank you for joining us this evening. Well, it is great to be with you and with all the patriots there in your listening area. Uh, candidly, uh, we appreciate the fact that you consistently bring the truth to the American people because it's uh, your values that make a big difference. It's not Washington, D.C. values. <laughs> Uh, your way. It's it's Kansas values coming back our way. Well, and Mark, I is a little hat tip to you. Uh, when I served in the Kansas legislature, we formed the Kansas Truth Caucus, 
And we actually stole the Freedom Caucus's bylaws and kind of when we formed our Truth Caucus, we mirrored it after you guys. So uh, thank thank you. you. Thank you for being the Truth Caucus. And listen, uh, anybody who's willing to copy our bylaws, it means that they have a backbone of steel. So thank you for having a real backbone and uh, being willing to speak up for truth and freedom. We well, hat tip to you guys. We, you know, it's a compliment, right? It's the this is the sincerest form of flattery is copying. So without a doubt, without a doubt, I, I have to ask you, Mar. By the way, I follow you on Twitter. I encourage my uh, my listeners to do so. You're at Mark Meadows, but I, I follow you on Twitter. Earlier this week. President Biden was attending the the climate conference in Glasgow where, where, you know, he he fell asleep, which I thought was hilarious. But you tweeted, quote, only a 40 year old career politician like Joe Biden could prioritize a U.N. climate conference. While back at home, Americans are experiencing record high prices, a supply chain crisis, a generational border crisis, Dangerous inflation and gas prices through the roof. I mean, he, it, you so perfectly summarized the whole situation. He really is out of touch, isn't he, Mark? Well, he's tone deaf, and maybe maybe he thought there was a better flavor of ice cream in Glasgow. <laughs> but I mean, you know, when you, when you look at it, this is certainly not a laughing matter. I mean, you've got listeners right now that are paying more at the pumps, more at the grocery store. They're they're more concerned about the future of our country. Uh, and, and that leaves alone uh, the debacle with Afghanistan oh, and the way yeah. that, that, quite frankly, he pulled out of Afghanistan. They look at, at, at their future, and for the first time in a long time, they're saying, well, maybe my kids or my grandkids are not going to be as well off as, as I am. And, uh, and, and it's scary. But you're right. Only a 40-year a uh, veteran of Washington, D.C., or the swamp uh, would prioritize a, a mission abroad when everything domestically is is uh, in the tank. And, and what we also see there, and I think it's important uh, to point out, is that, that Joe Biden doesn't have an answer for any of those. The, the reason he's going abroad is because he thinks that the answer for climate change will be long after he's out of office and he won't be held responsible for that either. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right, and it, it, it's indicative of the fact that they've got their priorities so screwed up. I mean, if you think about it, before the Trump administration left the White House, it seemed, well, for example, take the border. You guys had a plan in place, at least in the short term, you were dealing with the immigration situation. There, the border crossings were down. They were record lows in border, situa- border crossings in the nine months since Biden has been in office, he's stopped building the wall. He's cut funding to the Border Patrol. And now he plans to pay illegal immigrants $450,000 apiece. Uh, while, you know, we're still suffering from a pandemic and businesses are still recovering, folks are still unemployed. What, what are they thinking? This is just asinine to give these, well, pay, it, give it these people a half a million dollars. Well, $450,000 because of the emotional trauma uh, for somebody that has come here illegally to begin with. Right. And then, and then we've got business owners that are just struggling, you know, hanging on by their fingertips uh, to their business and trying to make payroll. And what we, we have is an administration that's willing to take their tax dollars and dole it out as if it's monopoly money. I mean, it is it is a scary proposition when you look at this. And and yet on the border, 
all that Joe Biden had to do was do nothing because you're right. Donald Trump had it uh, under control, uh, the most secure border in, in my lifetime. And, and yet what we see now is uh, over 2 million people have come here illegally. Uh, that's what we know about. And, and uh, we, we see a Joe Biden that uh, just doesn't have the answers. I mean, his, his theory is to knock on wood and hope that it gets better. <laughs> Hope is not a plan. Uh, you know, hope is uh, is a state of being, and and this is not a fine wine. It does not improve with time. It only gets worse. No, and and you know, you, we talk about the illegals that are coming here, and it's even a double standard with regards to vaccination because we're not even requiring them to be tested, let alone be vaccinated, and yet here again they have their priorities out of whack. They're paying illegals half a million dollars each. They're not requiring testing or vaccination, yet back home, we're firing unvaccinated first responders and cops and firemen targeting parents for getting involved in their parents, in their children's education. I mean, again, it just seems like it's so, well, I almost said, you know. Yeah, well, you you almost used the correct adjective there. I will say say that what you have is when you start calling moms and dad domestic you know, you've got a real problem because, uh, you know, if you've got a, a, a mom or a dad advocating on behalf of their children, they've got every right to, and, uh, we're seeing this in, uh, and uh, the the Virginia race, uh, you know, we saw that play out in real terms. Uh, you know how that affected voter turnout and the vote uh, in in real terms. And yet, what we also see is uh, a real push by the Biden administration to to kind of just take it to a point of ridiculousness that I'm I've never seen before. And and. Uh, and and yet they're they're pretending like it's normal. They're wanting to cancel everything else out. Uh, they would love to cancel your show yeah. because you speak the truth. They would love to make sure that you don't have an audience. They will try to go after your sponsors and every everything else when you're effective. And uh, and we need to push back. And I'm glad you're pushing back. And all your listeners are supporting you in in real terms. We're we're talking with former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. It's you said it right there. You've which surprising you you said you've never seen anything like this before. You've served in Congress and at at the White House as Chief of Staff. I want to get your take on one thing. You know, congressional Democrats continue to argue about this, quote, build back better boondoggle. Having served in both the legislative branch and the executive branch, what do you think of the plan? Do you think they're going to get a deal done? I mean, are we lucky enough that maybe the two moderate Democrats in the Senate are going to sabotage this thing? I mean, what, what do you, what's your gut telling you? Yeah, well, they need to rename it is build back bankrupt. Because that's exactly what they're doing is they're not only bankrupting the United States of America, but every single taxpayer, uh, they're going to find out that if you're on a fixed income, your money is not going to go as far. When they're printing dollars in Washington, D.C., all they're doing is, is taking it out of your pocket, you know, whether you're in Kansas or California or Florida or Maine or in between, they're taking it out of your pocket in terms of higher prices and they're they're monetizing the system to create this inflation. Now, what what that also means is is that it is our hope uh we've been able to to 
to delay a lot of what's happening uh, in Washington, D.C. Some of the conservatives have fought a real good fight. Uh, I'm optimistic that uh, at the end of the day that the fight will continue on uh, where it hopefully means that uh, the, the cost of this will be a whole lot less. But it's not just the cost. I want to emphasize that to your listeners. Uh, it is the social uh, communist programs that they're putting in this bill that will long live after uh, whatever one tree and two tree and whatever the number may be uh, after it runs out because Congress will continue to fund it. You know, there's one thing uh, that, you know, why I appreciate you so much is that here in Congress uh, in Washington, D.C., even some on our side of the aisle, in fact, I would say oftentimes to our discouragement far too often on our side of the aisle, you know, members of Congress have a backbone of a banana. Uh, you know, they need to have a, the strength of steel as a backbone and, and stand up. And, and if they are, uh, your listeners and their constituents will reward them for that bravery. And, and I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, the damage done uh, will be minimal. And certainly it will be a lot less uh, uh, troublesome than what it was just a few weeks ago. Speaking of damage being done uh, in a recent NBC poll, and, and you and I both know NBC is certainly no friend of conservatives, but in a recent NBC poll, 54% of Americans now disapprove of President Biden's job performance, and fully 71% believe the nation is headed in the wrong direction. Um, again, you know, you've been through midterms. These are disastrous numbers for a president heading into a midterm election, aren't they? Well, they are, and it should scare every moderate Democrat that's up for re-election in the House, and even those some in the Senate. Uh, it. it essentially puts uh, the, the Senate the majority in play. Uh, the map did not look good for Republicans, uh, but it puts it in play. The additional, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Nancy Pelosi will actually be handing off the gavel to a new speaker. Great idea. Uh, and, and I think that that will serve us well, as long as we do something with it. I think your, your listeners, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're sophisticated. It's not their first or second rodeo. They've seen it all come. They've seen politicians promise and not deliver. We need to make sure when we have the gavel that we actually deliver on the promises like Donald Trump did on so many things, regardless of the political cost, he was willing to do that. And we need to have that same courage and do the same thing. As I mentioned earlier, Mark, you've got a new book out, The Chief's Chief. Can you tell us? I know we've got to let you go, but can we? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Listen, if you if you ever wanted to understand uh, President Donald Trump, the way he made decisions, how quickly he made decisions against the odds that uh, certainly were, were facing him. And I'm not just talking about the COVID-19 and, and some of the riots that you so accurately highlighted uh, in the lead up. I'm talking about the people within his own administration that were trying to undo exactly what he was trying to get, get done. Uh, uh, we, we hope that you pre-order this book and that you, you read it. Cause I think you'll be able to see, uh, that some of the people, uh, that have been in the news re recently, like General Milley, uh, uh, were singing a different tune when they were working for President Trump than they are now for uh, Joe Biden. Well, again, the book is called The Chief's Chief. It's available on Amazon for pre-order. Folks can also find you on Twitter. Again, I highly encourage you to follow you on Twitter at Mark Meadows on the web at cpi.org, correct? 
That's correct. Thanks so much. And uh, thank you for uh, continuing to be a truth teller. Look forward to coming back and joining you and, and all your listeners in the very near future. I appreciate you, Mark. Carry on the fight, my friend. Thank you. Take care. God bless. We'll take a quick break. And when we return, Attorney General Derek Schmidt will join us. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. 